0: And welcome to A Pod of Tea Podcast, your go-to place for teas and chats. I'm your host, Emma, and I am joined by Jack.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Hello, Jack.
1: I'm back again.
0: Why why are you saying it like that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You strange, strange, strange man. We are going to have one of my favourite teas today.
1: Mm, Mm Mmm. What could it be?
0: It is a jasmine green tea. Oh. Oh, yeah. This is... Well, before I sort of realised there were all sorts of different types of green tea, this was what I would have said is my Mm favourite green tea. Green tea flavoured with jasmine is just a happy, happy place that if you have not been to yet, you need to get yourself over to it.
1: And and we are riding the waves of, well, no, not the waves. What's the metaphor I'm trying to bring up? We could very easily fall into bitter territory. Have we overbrewed it? Have we not?
0: Exactly. No, no, no. I don't think we have. I've been clever this time. So I brought a tiny, tiny cup to put the tea bags in. So this isn't a loose leaf number, this is a tea bag version. But it says on the box that this is pure jasmine green tea. So I'll explain how you get the jasmine flavour in a green tea. Jasmine
1: romance. Jasmine <laughs> romance. Uh, just Welcome to, uh, yeah.
0: to some jasmine romance. Let's that a little bit
1: of detail out. It says jasmine romance finest green tea. Mm-hmm. So you missed out the romance. The there.
0: romance. Are you feeling romantic, my love? <laughs> Maybe always, you will always. always, always romantic. So this is this is the tea. I would like you to smell it. Oh, it's brewed. So, dear listener, it is brewed. It is ready. Let's
1: get the sniffing. <laughs> oh (laughs)
0: hey jack hasn't tried this before
1: oh that smells really nice very floral
0: it's really floral jasmine is just a wonderful a wonderfully smelling flower Mm. it's a beautiful beautiful smell i like it in many different forms and it smells lovely in a tea
1: god that smells absolutely divine
0: doesn't it it's the kind of tea it is again one of those moments where on the podcast i wish there was a way of transporting the smell to you as you're listening it is just really bold and beautiful
1: there's no mistaken that smell for anything yeah, else yeah <laughs> exactly some this... teas we sniff and it's like oh we can't really smell it or it smells like i can smell the lemon is really strong and whatever it is but this is like lovely it's, it's really like smelling good. Smelling
0: a bouquet, a bouquet, if you will, and it's quite wonderful how they make this tea as well. Uh-huh. Would you like to know? Yes, educate me. Educa- educate you. One. So what they so jasmine itself, the jasmine flower. If you were to, I mean, you could, you could take the the petals, you could take the flower buds, dry those and drink them as a tassane. However, that would be very strong. I do not know for sure. I have not tried it myself, but I've heard it would be a very very strong overpack because as you can tell from the smell here. So this is green tea flavoured with jasmine and i don't mean with flavour rings this is flavoured with jasmine flowers in this very wonderful process so yeah it, it's it's not as intense as if you're drinking the flowers
1: i was about to say that sounds really weird drinking the flowers you mean if you've like boiled the flowers in water and yes and yeah. yeah
0: so as you do like with chamomile
1: right yeah, so as yeah.
0: you would take chamomile chamomile is not an intense flavor you can drink a chamomile to say in a cham- chamomile herbal tea with just the chamomile flowers and that is enough. You can't, you wouldn't really want to do that with a jasmine tea. So what they tend to do, the, the wonderful people who make the jasmine green tea, is they get, well, it could be a green tea or a black tea is sometimes you used to carry the jasmine flower, or even I have heard a white tea, but mostly, <laughs> most of the time it's a green tea. What they'll do is get layers of green tea and then put layers of the jasmine flower over the top and sort of yeah layer that up
1: like a lasagna a lasagna of tea a
0: a tea lasagna and they do this in something called a scenting house Ooh, doesn't that sound nice i would like to go to a scenting house please universe i'd like to go there if
1: they called it a smelly house no (laughs) one would want to go there but a scenting house a scenting
0: house just sounds really really nice so they put that they put the flowers in there and then the buds of the... This is going to sound alive. This is why they call it Jasmine Romance. The buds of the flowers unfurl as they are in the scenting house and release the fragrance which then infuses into the tea.
1: <laughs> the smile on Emma's face <laughs> when she says that. So It sounds what,
0: magical.
1: Emma, it smells magical. I know. Like you can smell that process in this tea. You tea. can. Literally, because you just said the scent goes into the thing
0: it's just delightful Keep smelling it it's a delightful thing to do so yeah so it's the perfume of the flowers are kind of naturally released and then infused into the green tea leaves and that's how you get this tea so there's no as i said before no flavorings they're not you know getting the perfume of the flower in some kind of like carried form and then like dousing the leaves in it is sort of just
1: naturally naturally goes so I
0: was, I was looking up different types of jasmine green tea and one website said that Dragon Pearl's green tea is seen as one of the best jasmine green teas you can have. Mm-hmm. And it, is, it goes through that scenting process nine times. Woo! Woo! I don't know the Why not difference. ten? Because nine. Because okay. ten would be too much. Too much you might scent. as well drink a jasmine flower. That's if when you're it does it. cross over
1: from a scent to a smell.
0: Yes. No. I don't know if this is going to be too hot to drink.
1: I'm going to wait a little while because I, I don't want the flavour to be lost in the... The hotness of the water
0: mm. yeah. it's pretty hot oh it's lovely
1: though is it is this your it's not too strong tea then
0: no it's my favorite i i would say it's my favorite green tea however i have recently been introduced to a hojicha
1: okay oh
0: the hojicha, and it's that is a lovely green tea it's mm. a lovely caramelly green tea that i was not expecting
1: well, I can say out of all the green teas I've had, this one smells the best. Mm. So I'm looking forward to There's, drinking it. If
0: I was to have what I would consider to be a classic green tea, like mm. the cup of green tea that I would, here in the UK, I would expect to get. So not, you know, I actually don't know what this green tea is, if it relates to, if it is sencha, I'm guessing it's censure. I need to do a bit more research. So what this green tea would be called in, say, Japan um, or China, but... Here, what I would consider to be sort of your standard green tea, this would be my favourite way to drink it, is scented with jasmine. If I'm feeling cheeky, I might put a little bit of honey in. I haven't <laughs> okay. on this occasion, but I do enjoy a little bit of honey in this, mm-hmm. which is, you know, fun because you've got, yeah, jasmine is intensely floral in flavour and in smell. A little bit of sweetness from the honey is sometimes just that extra, extra bit of a treat that you might want. Yeah. Um, it's not too hot.
1: I'm gonna have it in a second. I, this is a, comp- a little bit off-topic, but you mm. just reminded me that we should get some of violet tea in again.
0: We still have some in the tea cupboard. Do we?
1: <laughs> I'm having some after this, then. We
0: have this conversation <laughs> bi-weekly. I will say no. That's a big sleep Maybe has it every month off? or so. It shouldn't do. Okay.
1: No. I'm gonna make a pot. The palmar
0: violet, which came from. Oh, I haven't done one. eight. I don't know if haven't they're done still an running.
1: On Pal- violet. Haven't I'm we? not
0: sure if we have. I, I found that tea when I did. Um, um, tea Reviews Nobody Asked For who was on Instagram um, through the lockdown did this tea virtual tea meetup which I've talked about on the podcast before and it was lovely and we were sent different teas to try and that was one of them.
1: And I fell in love. You did. In fact, I love Palmer Violet.
0: I think I bought you I then bought you some for like your birthday Yeah. or Valentine's Day. This Valentine's just reminded again. me
1: because that smell that floral smell of this jaz- Jasmine romance just was like that's. I've, I've not smelt a tea that vibrant mm. in smell since Parma violet and then it reminded me i was like where is our palma violet tea
0: yeah you've just re- yeah i think Parma violets maybe adding the honey i should have brought the honey down maybe adding the honey would take it closer to that level of palma violet because it is a floral sweet isn't
1: it yeah i'm gonna try it by the way okay absolutely lovely
0: yay oh, i'm so glad jack mm. likes it
1: that's my favorite green tea
0: yay i sat there and was was talking about jasmine green tea the other day and jack went oh i've never tried that and i had a bit of a double take moment and i was like how have i not made you a cup of jasmine green tea yet so
1: lovely i'm glad mm. you're on board mm. very much on board
0: we've got quite a few of these uh, packets of it but i think once this runs out i will be tempted to maybe try and get some dragon pearl green tea or have a look for some different types yeah of, ja- of jasmine tea Mm-hmm. maybe
1: we could do a follow-up to our christmas special where we get a load of different green teas yes and then, and then go through them and loads them. of
0: different tea showdowns that's yeah, a good shout like
1: in there in their sort of for lack of a better term family groups
0: yes mm. yeah categorized by us not by science or anyone <laughs> in the tea industry <laughs> Who <laughs> might better Categorized
1: know. by us, self proclaimed tea masters? Yeah,
0: by self proclaimed tea master and tea novice over here. Fun fact jasmine flowers are harvested in June, July, and August.
1: Lovely wrote that down so that would have been last June July and August that these were made yes I guess
0: guess so I then started looking up jasmine plants and thought wouldn't that be wonderful because they just smell like I just like the smell I like I'd like it in a perfume I'd like it as just like flowers that we had in the house and you could smell around the house hint hint yeah Jack (laughs) I'd love some jasmine flowers so yeah so jasmine tea has various associations over the world. I've I've put here jasmine flower as a holy flower in Buddhism. I mm. found, but one, this is going to be such a, a contrast to that. But the connection that I usually have with jasmine tea, uh, strongest here in the UK, is that if you go to a Chinese restaurant, yeah, you often get jasmine tea as a palate cleanser or like usually free with the meal. I've been to a few different Chinese restaurants where they give you a free cup of jasmine tea and that's lovely and I just then associate it with, I think that that makes the tea fun for me as well because I have an association of eating out and eating really yummy food. And whenever my sister gets a Chinese takeaway, their local takeaway will give them um, jasmine tea for free.
1: Do they just give it as a bag?
0: Yeah, like little tea bag, and she collects them for me. <laughs> and then I have them. So thank you, Claire. <laughs> so I, I've had a few of those in the cupboard before, just these random little little packets which look really odd. Yeah. Do you know what the jasmine flower looks like, Jack?
1: Is it white with petals? Yes. Are you right about, reading my book? About five, Oh now I'm looking at the box. Oh, <laughs> There's a picture (laughs) on the box right there. Oh, my goodness. It kind of looks how I imagined it, though. Yeah. They're very pretty. They are very pretty. But where do they grow?
0: So they originally came... Oh, I should have looked this up. I was trying to find this. I couldn't find exactly where online where the flower came from originally. Somewhere in Asia, Mm -hmm. these flowers originated. But it was brought... It wasn't originally in China, so jasmine i've written down jasmine was first introduced to china in the han dynasty which was between 206 bc and 220 a.d but it wasn't used to tea until the fifth century
1: right fascinating
0: yeah so i don't know oh um oh yeah I, I haven't written this down but i'm sure when i was reading different blogs and things online i read one that said that in the fifth century they were um it was very common to to experiment with tea it was seen as something very prestigious to do which is why a lot of apparently there's a bit of the boom in varieties a boom
1: <laughs> never heard that word before but boom, like not just a boom a boom
0: a boom v- it's v- a two word v-boom. jack get with the get with the program no a yeah. boom of teas <laughs> in in the fifth century which that means 500 b ad right so like five. So we're in year two thousand and twenty-two. Yeah. This would be year five hundred. Yeah. Fifth century. I'm with it. I'm with the uh, program.
1: I, 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 uh, b- 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 I believe so. I just took a drink of my lovely jasmine tea while mm-hmm. you were talking, so I hope my answer is correct. <laughs> I believe. I will so. just say yes. Makes sense, right?
0: With authority. Yeah. So I, like I said, I always associate jasmine green tea with China. I think. That's where that pairing started from, but the jasmine flower is not native to China.
1: Right. I don't know why, and I'm going to be completely wrong here. I think, but I want to say India. It seems like a plant that would might have originated. Jasmine from might India. start in India. Yeah, this is a wild guess, but obviously mm. India and China are like neighbours.
0: So. My geography is it's appalling, mm. and it's like only slightly improving from learning about tea because I'm learning all these different places where tea comes from but I was talking so I was talking to a friend today me and Jack are going to and Daphne are going to take a trip to Scotland Mm -hmm. in the summer to see our friends who live on a little island off Scotland and we were talking geography thank you we were talking (laughs) about where I was going and I didn't know where in Scotland we were going I had no. she was like at the west side, the east side, and I was like, menu no. Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> she was talking about Inverness. Mm-hmm. Now I know that's at the top. Yeah. I'm learning things. Right at the top. But yeah, it's really bad, and I do wish I knew some more. And I know that there is a happy solution to me you wanting... Just a map. Just need a map.
1: A big world map.
0: There is a Google map online. That Google Earth. I, Google really Earth, and I map. could just look, and I think I need to do that because I, it's embarrassing how little I know <laughs> About the geography. Well, I did quite well in geography at school. Did you? I
1: can teach you some things.
0: I remember in geography being very interested in the volcanoes, and the earth, the natural disasters. They were very exciting to me, and then everything else kind of drifted away.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I liked that. I was into the volcanoes and the earthquakes and stuff, but. Yeah, I, I actually, weirdly enough, really got into uh, the sea defence stuff in geography when I was at school
0: Sea defences?
1: Yeah, like groins, because I thought it was funny <laughs> And I just like laughed Like groins, seawalls, and uh, all the different barricades they put up and the, way, and the way they would, like, they put things, certain things, I forget the name now They put certain things out in the ocean
0: mm-hmm. to, like,
1: deter certain waves from hitting Because they don't want the land to be eaten away
0: That's, See, there's so much
1: There's There's loads
0: do you remember when we went to Amsterdam on the we went on a canal canal boat?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We went on a canal boat tour and they were talking about the sea defenses at Amsterdam being so good that if they weren't there Amsterdam would currently be underwater.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they were like when the rest of the world gets in trouble with the old water rising Amsterdam's like we got you. We yeah. know what to do come <laughs> talk to us. Got you back. And which was. city
1: will rise with the water.
0: Mm. mm. Amazing. And um is it Venice that's sinking?
1: Uh I don't know if it's sinking. Or little going
0: it's flood flooding constantly.
1: Uh, well it's a city on the water. So it's actually built it's built with columns under the water. Oh. It's like on it's actually built over the water. I
0: think yeah yeah it's got to be that I mean, no, and sense it is it, it like, is disappearing so like hmm. the the um real estate on there is is becoming yeah. less desirable because there's only so often par- who, who went there some of our friends went there and they were saying that m- pretty much no one lives on there to live on there anymore it's just a tourist destination so there's businesses yeah. and things to cater for tourism and then mm. that's that's all that's got going really anymore
1: yeah i mean it's quite i can see how that's happened because yeah. it's quite a uh, picturesque and unique location in the world mm. a whole city built on water mm. you know
0: Incredible, yeah. This is the thing, you, you you go through life and there's so much to learn. <laughs> <There's> so...
1: <laughs> you learn something every you day. You
0: learn something every day and if you stay open to it, you can learn something every day.
1: Yeah. But you can't
0: learn everything.
1: No, and you get into like specialities and you don't even know what's going to interest you Mm. that's what i find fascinating you just don't know what's going to grab your attention Mm. and then when it does you're like oh why am i so obsessed with this and then you go down the rabbit hole and then you learn that whether you actually like that thing or if you find it as an actual passion or a hobby or a career or Mm. whatever it's weird that they don't know exactly what causes that at a young age so
0: yeah, what is it that gives us that spark that makes us go that? Well, I mean, well, my current obsession is tea, shock, horror. That came quite late. Mm. But from a young, I'd say music was, was quite... Cool. I, I was talking uh, about this with your sister the other day. When I was little, I wanted to be either a hairdresser or a pop star. Right, They were the two goals. That was like primary school. Someone asked yeah. me when I was like six, <laughs> what do you want to be about <clears throat> hairdresser or a pop star you know (laughs) either would be good what did you want to be
1: when i was at primary school Mm. paleontologist Mm -hmm. or a film director
0: that's stayed that's been a common thread (laughs) Yes. yeah you're true to your colors
1: yeah that was like that was when i was really really little and they're like Mm. what do you want to be it was like oh i want to be paleontologist because i thought i could be like alan grant digging up dinosaurs and then then i found out how much work it takes to go into that and then i realized actually i'm not amazingly interested in dinosaurs themselves um it's more the storytelling aspect so i Mm. led more to the director side of things and then then that changed to wanting to be a writer and then I realised that I don't want to be a writer I just want to tell stories and I don't care how mm.
0: yeah you are you're, you're a good storyteller <laughs> and I just teller. like
1: dinosaurs as a vessel for being these giant things that uh, humans have to deal with yes so they're I find, incredible I find something about them and storytelling quite I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. They
0: marry well.
1: They, yeah, that's perfect. They marry well. Mm. Yeah, there's a there's a jasmine romance between the. <laughs>
0: there is a jasmine. And... Oh, full circle. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. There is a jasmine romance. I see. I was fickle. I changed my mind mm. throughout my whole education as to what I wanted to be. I, I think I wanted to be a teacher for a bit. I wanted to be a film editor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was actually a big chunk of time that I wanted to be an editor. I felt like I was quite good at it when I did it in media studies in year 10. Move over. <laughs> Academy Awards. There is a year 10 horror film filmed in Telford in the summer holidays that was edited very closely to the beat of the music. Right, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember watching it thinking, that is slick. <laughs> that is some good work. And then, then I wanted to be in a rock band. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, then I, I learned about a particular director. So drama
1: for me... You mean theatre director?
0: Yes, theatre yeah. director. Yeah. So drama, so theatre drama for me in school didn't really capture my attention too much. I just knew I liked performing. And everything I'd looked at was very sort of normal. And then in college, my teacher introduced me to the director, Stephen Burkoff and he's very, like, bizarre and, mm-hmm. and does all sorts of weird and wonderful things. And my mind just went, whoa, you can do that? And that's literally just you turned me away from the editing yeah. and into drama.
1: You got captivated. Was Stephen Burkoff the one who was in Barry Lyndon What we watched the other yes, night? Yes, he was yeah, in he Barry
0: Lyndon. Yeah, he. I don't think he's the nicest of men from the, impression <laughs> I, <laughs> the impressions I've got. I wrote my dissertation on him, but he, um, he liked to act and star. He liked to star, write and direct all his own place. Right. So you can imagine the ego and the control levels yeah. that goes into that. So, And I do believe his directing style was very much copy me as opposed to yeah. what would you like to do, yeah. fellow actor. But some of his stuff was really, really good. He did a lot of adaptations of Kafka, mm-hmm. who is one of my absolute favorite authors, Franz Kafka. Yeah. I find him quite funny mm-hmm. in the extreme way that he looks at the normal and the yeah. banal, um, so yeah. Kathy did a lot of Caffey, and he did a lot of um, ancient Greek adaptations as well. Mm-hmm. Often set then, like you would set them in like London, and it would all be kind of Cockney and right, over right. the top, and there's lots of swears in it. It was very, oh, not very the, shocking. Not the, swears. the swears. I remember <laughs> in college we did um, we did Greek, which was based on the Oedipus story. Yeah, and we were allowed to say all the swears except for one. Yeah. It was the naughtiest of the swears. Right. I mean, and I don't really swear. So you can imagine me, like, as a 30, you know, 33 year old woman now, I struggle with swearing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, a couple of words up my sleeve I use at a choice <laughs> moment, Jack, but I don't tend to go too extreme. As a 16 year old, <laughs> I did blush. having yeah. <laughs> mean, to say some of those words. The
1: only, like the only teenager uh, who, the only one, it was no, ridiculous, I, I and it's it not
0: was. through any sense of morality or anything like that. I just, they just don't naturally come out of my mouth. You
1: thought it was uncouth,
0: Cous- uncouth, uncouth. Yeah. No, it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't come out. Probably it's funny m- though,
1: listeners. When Emma does utter a swear, one of those mm. swears, I know she means business. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's
0: got the full weight of the yeah, word behind it, which, which is what it should have. Mm. Right, that's the
1: reason they're meant to be swear words. Mm-hmm. Can I just go back to a little bit in your story and yes. go on another little tangent off that
0: tangent away?
1: Do you find I, I find it funny that most people who start off in filmmaking, you said you wanted to be an f- uh, editor. Yes, it's always horror. Everyone, <laughs> everyone does a horror first.
0: Yes.
1: So like. Your student... Well, no, not student film. What, high school year Yeah, it's, film? Yeah, was it's a horror
0: film. in the summer holidays, our media... Well, it was actually my English teacher who also then taught media studies and expressive arts. That was the other two things we'd do. What, um, she would do a summer school, so a couple of us who were that cool would go back to school for a week in the summer holidays and mess around with the video cameras and make a movie.
1: Yeah, what was the plot?
0: We did two... I went year 10 and year 11. The year 10 one... There was, it was a possession. So I was possessed first. Oh, we all had a sleepover in the, the drama.
1: In the in the story. Yeah, in the, the story,
0: yep. So right. we tried to make our drama studio look like someone's bedroom with some posters and stuff. We all had a <laughs> sleepover and we were bullying someone. Oh, no. Yeah, because it was a big group of girls. That's, it was... Right. Pretty much, I don't think there were any boys who went to the summer school. Right. Yeah, it was a boy and girl school, but um, for some reason only the girls wanted to go. Oh, maybe actually it was one of those classic moments where all the girls were in one group and all the boys were in another group right, making right. a different film. That's what happened. Um, yeah, so we were having a sleepover and then I think we opened some kind of cursed box.
1: Oh, all right, classic.
0: Yeah, and then it possessed me first. Oh, no. I won Best Actor in that summer school for my possession. Yep. (laughs) Yep, I committed. And then (laughs) (laughs) I got possessed and then I went and killed, I believe it was Kelly. And it went on and on and on. How did you
1: dispense of this Kelly?
0: I think it was stabbing. I was throttled by the ghost. (laughs) That's where the the award, you know, the the hard-earned actress Mm -hmm. award came from because I was acting alone.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Were Beams. you holding your own neck? With your hands no, I was it.
0: pushing oh. an invisible thing away oh. 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 and choking <laughs> as the camera was above me. It was, it was impressive work.
1: I'd <laughs> <laughs> love to see this.
0: I was like, what? Yeah, 15. And Go, you know Wah. how
1: many films I shot when yes. I was a kid? I'd, and you've seen loads of these. I, honestly, I, I, I had it on
0: this. DVD somewhere. Oh, man. if I, I, I might have to ask my mum if, she's, if she knows where it might be. But anyway, so I did that and then it went round and it got all the girls... And then I think the girl who was being bullied, saved, managed to live or right. went off again.
1: And what then, was the name of it? Do you remember? Oh, Possession, did you n-
0: say? No, no. That's, it, was, it was a Possession movie, but I can't remember what the name right. of it was. And then the second one.
1: Was the second one also a horror?
0: Also a horror. Yeah,
1: of course. In year
0: 11. <laughs> I remember wearing a pink jacket and trying to stand there and look like a mean person. <laughs> was that that i might be confusing the two? maybe that was the one where that was the bully one because then the girl who was being bullied came and and got us all
1: right okay yeah well great
0: riveting plots well the
1: the reason i bring that up is like uh obviously i shot loads of horror films when i was a kid like that was you know the thing to do i can vouch for this
0: i've seen some because jack has a lot of them but i I never took them seriously they were always stupid
1: Mm. comedy horror films um but when I did the editing uh, and TV course with iTelevision and Film, not ITV, mm-hmm. but iTelevision, oh, I, film and Television, that's it, in Norwich, which is this company here, they did this, like, call-out for, like, young people to come in and uh, learn how to do editing and stuff. And I was in, I think I'd just left high, uh, sick form college, just left that mum was like you need to get a job blah 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 blah, and all this sort of stuff and I was like oh. and then she went look this has come up it's not paid but it'll get you some good experience for your CV so I was like alright I'll go do it anyway we do that we go film like people laying bricks and, and do-, do a documentary about the people of Lowestoft or whatever and, but then at the last couple of days they were like okay we've got two days left on the course what do you guys want to do Guess what we wanted to do?
0: Did you make a horror we film? Went, Let, we want to make a horror
1: film, <laughs> and because we were in the Seagull, the Seagull Theatre in Lowestoft, we called it Theatre of Doom.
0: Theatre of Doom.
1: And uh, I believe it's also about a possession. Excellent. Um, and I get possessed. Oh no, no, I think I get killed at one point. I, I'm not possessed, but I get killed. But like, we shot it. I've got it on DVD. It's here, not in the room we're in, but it's actually I've got it on DVD here. And it's, uh, yeah, it's very funny. But it makes me, uh, not to go on too much of a tangent here, but it makes me think that, like, all, like, everyone starts off in horror. Mm. That's where it always begins. And it's like a genre, like, uh, for one example, like, Jennifer Anderson, the actress, starred in horror. She was in Leprechaun with Warwick Davis. Okay, by, by yeah. Like, killer little leprechaun. Um, I mean, like, Sigourney Weaver in Alien. Like, yeah. you can just go through many many actors Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street started yeah. his career in horror like it all lots of or well, most of them stem back to that and it, it just makes me think like what is it about horror that it is such an easy jump in for people and why do they go to such a dark place first like why is that
0: I wonder if though it's, it's also because it's fun yeah, yeah because it's because th- yeah. those films are ridiculous. Mm. as well it's not like you're not going in for the hard-hitting drama the plots where are really people simple. get dangerously close to like unearthing the past trauma and things like that it's like no we're just gonna muck around and pretend to be chased by because people you know horror stories and ghost stories and everything have been parts of, of every culture since the dawn of time, everyone likes to be scared don't they? They might all, be the oldest stories so yeah, yeah, you sit around, and probably because a lot of the time in them they had, they were like cautionary tales weren't they? So like mm-hmm. Red Riding Hood would be do not go into the woods yeah, alone and, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, people like to sit around a campfire and tell a scary, a scary story and I think there's almost like even though they're the scariest stories there's a harmlessness to it mm. and because you know that it like the defence of the last line of defense of a horror story is that it is make believe. Yeah. So you just know it's not real. So yeah. you can be ridiculous, you can be outrageous, you can run around screaming, mm. pretending a ghost is following you <laughs> and just looking ridiculous. <laughs> mm. And it's kind of fun to mm. do that, isn't it? Obviously there are some very dark horror films, but the type of horror films that kids Plus make they're kind and of like, the scary stories that young people make tend to they, be
1: they can be shot on a very low budget as well yeah. which is why a lot of these like massive like... actors of today begun in horror because yes. they were up and coming actors yeah were just starting out and they're like i'll be in this horror film and that's then...
0: like blair witch project isn't it that was incredibly low budget
1: it was yeah. that
0: blair witch project is basically how every child in the 90s then tried to make a horror film <laughs> yeah in their summer schools i think <laughs> if
1: i remember correctly the shooting for that was very cheap but the marketing was not Ah, so the budget of that film was pretty big I think it was in the millions
0: but it all went to marketing but pretty
1: much most of it went to marketing and editing Mm. and sound design because even if it's rubbish camera you'll still yeah. want it to play in cinemas and stuff. So, so clever, though. Yeah. I'm
0: starting to feel kind of creeped out now.
1: <laughs> the yeah. we, started, we started with romance. We started we Jasmine, Jasmine
0: romance. Yeah, maybe we should. Well, let's wrap things up about the tea now. So Jasmine romance.
1: I love it. I we think are having a romance with Jasmine. I think Jasmine. it's a good, it's lovely. solid... Eight or
0: nine out of mm-hmm. ten. Yes. We've won Jack over with a green tea. This never happens. Yep.
1: And don't Sound ever give me any other green tea. No. Oh, Every no,
0: time, time we do a green tea now, I'll just give you some of this. And you'll be like, oh, there's a yep. romance with the jasmine yep.
1: romance. I love that. I think, we you go to cheers? I was going to cheers I've got nothing left.
0: And you went for a sniff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I prefer the smell over the taste. Mm. The smell is yeah. so lovely. The
0: smell is just delightful. And it, again, because it's not...
1: I should say scent. The The scent scent
0: of the jasmine. It's not overpowering. It's not overpowering in the taste. I don't think it's overpowering in the smell. But because there's such a strong taste of green tea, and there's there's definitely a floral undercurrent to it, Mm. I don't feel disappointed like I do when I smell a berry tea and it doesn't immediately taste like a juicy strawberry.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Like I don't feel disappointed that my mouth isn't completely overwhelmed by jasmine. Yeah, I wasn't
1: exactly expecting it to taste Mm. how it smelled, but... um, it did taste like a mm. little bit like it, but um, I don't know. The smell is more uh, clearer. If it's like a pitcher, it's like crisp and I can yes. see everything, whereas the taste is more like it's the same. I can tell what it is, but it's just slightly blurred a little yes. bit. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Lovely. Well, this was delightful. Thank you, Jack, for another tea and a chat with me. No worries. Thank you, dear listener, for listening in. Please get yourself some jasmine green tea. You will not be disappointed. Maybe you already know. Maybe you're sat there like, yes, I know. I know this great secret of green tea and it's delicious. So I hope you're having a good week and we'll be back in a fortnight with another episode of Pod of Tea. Doodly Jack. Bye. TTFN.